Hello, and welcome to the IBCD Karen Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Marshall, and today we're in Glendale, California with Aaron and Ellie, who are in our latest observation video with Dr. Charles Hodges dealing with bipolar disorder. And we are looking forward to talking through with them their experience with mental health issues and how we can think about these things together as a church. Ellie, in terms of working with people who are struggling with this, a lot of our conversation and even the approach in the videos, there's there was a lot that's directed towards the families or the loved ones of those who are struggling with bipolar disorder. Is that typically what you see in that the people who are struggling with it themselves may not be the ones who are seeking all these resources or seeking help, or how does that work? Yeah, I think you had mentioned it a little bit earlier. Sometimes people are in such an overwhelmed state that even the ability just to kind of take the next step, the desire is definitely there, and maybe the knowledge of how to do it, but just the, maybe the energy or the, um, the focus, the know-how is, um, is lacking. And so having somebody, whether in a professional role as like a, a case manager type person, or a family or a friend come alongside them is really vital. Um, because I think people get stuck when it when it's left up to them. Some people can do it, and we say, "Great, go for it." Um, but really, with support from others, I think that's where people will thrive. As family members who um, are walking with someone who's struggling with this, what are ways that the church can help you, as family members, care for someone who's struggling with bipolar disorder? Well, I, I would think I would say for me as a believer, this issue. Um, in my life has been the most challenging and difficult um, thing I, I have ever had to face as a believer. It's not one situation, you know, that happens. It's a constant, ongoing situation. When I was um, a fr- freshman in high school, actually, I mean, just in, very briefly, but so I was able to I was heavily involved in ministry, and I was able to, you know, pastor a church at the time when I was only 21. And during that time, it was when my mother um, tried to commit suicide. Uh, she's done it numerous times, but this is a pretty, pretty bad one, and um, and that did a lot in my head, you know. And when I was trying to get counseling about it, um, everything from the, and this is is just from that specific case um, was very like generalized and you know don't worry about it um, God will heal but there I, I was so confused um, should I have been out there should, should I have been at home helping my mom and she was trying to move and on too much stress and all this stuff um, and ever since that time um, up until now it's it's been the most it's been the most trying in my faith and um, in my personal walk with the Lord there's a lot of questions um, and so what's been the most difficult for me from, from the church body um, have been things like, oh, um, oh, your mom's just demon-possessed. You know, it's, it's just, she's just demon-possessed and just, that's all you need to do and just pray for her. Or, or they would say things like, um, oh, um, yeah, just, just, just um, pray for her more. Is she involved in a small group? Is she involved in, you know, as if as if that is the, all of a sudden that that's the answer, that she's going to, oh, if she was only doing this, then she would be completely better. Um, I have gotten better responses from um, 
completely secular groups who are completely devoted to helping mental health. One of the best experiences that I've had was being a part of NAMI um, because NAMI and NAMI, you know, they, uh, they're, they exist because it's all mental health uh, family members and um, you don't even really have to share your story. People just get it and they understand and they try to help. Um, the best experiences I've had with believers who um, don't have any kind of um, background or any experience in it whatsoever have been, uh, oh my gosh, that sounds really terrible. I'm so sorry. How can I pray for you? And then they f actually follow up and they'll text me or they'll say, hey, or is there anything else I can do for you? Um, or I feel so helpless. Like in, just being honest and walking through with me, I mean, for me, that's been the most helpful um, is, is uh, when a believer does that, is when they offer both. It's the prayer and also just the walking through life and being a good friend like that. So. And I think for our situation in particular, um, having this family member with mental illness has been the most difficult thing in our marriage. You know, each couple probably struggles with something, but for us particularly, it's been the thing that um, has been the most difficult to navigate. And per I guess it's difficult too because it's it's apparent. Um, not to say that if you have a child who, who has mental illness that that's going to be any easier, but it's a different dynamic. Um, there's also, um, you know, a cultural element to that too, because clearly I'm Caucasian, he's Asian, and then there's, you know, his mother is Asian, and and he's the one that you know needs to be taking care of her from that, um, from the culture that um, comes from. So there's that mixed in with it, and then there's also, um, and I guess. Well, just the fact that Ellie is a social worker. I mean, you'd think yeah. that that's a good thing, you know. Um, but my mom has, you know, run into so many social workers. She's had such bad experiences with social workers that that's been difficult. Yeah. So it's it's proven to be more harm, not harmful, but it's it's more difficult yeah. for Ellie to to help in that situation because all my mom sees is just like, oh, social worker, you know. And I think it's been difficult too, um, on a level because you have an idea of what you want maybe a family member to be like or. Maybe for a mother, what you wish your son would be like. For me, it's what I wish, you know, a mother-in-law would be like. And that, you know, the what you have in your head and what the reality is is very different. And it can be very difficult when the mental health, um, the medical side of it really is deteriorating the brain. And so there's been times when I've been lashed out at. And then it'll be within, by by his mom, and then within maybe like, a minute, literally. Yeah. This complete shift. A shift, and she'll act very Do you like, like the jewelry that I gave you. Or childlike, yeah. yeah, or very, um, very, yeah. I guess childlike would be the word. So, in a sense, almost dementia type, but it's it's definitely been difficult because it's like okay, it's been difficult to try to work on the aspect of forgiveness when you're very hurt and very frustrated by the words that were said, knowing that, that it's probably said more from the medical issue that's going on, but then it's going to be, it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen again, yeah. and it's going to happen again. 
And, that, and that's the number one thing that within our family we constantly tell each other because we will get so frustrated still and even after no matter how many books we read, we have to keep reminding ourselves that my mom Grace is different than the illness that she has. She is a completely different person. And so when I get frustrated, initially my reaction is to get angry at my mom. How can you think that? Like, where is, there's no logic, you know, and get really frustrated with her. But I have to constantly remind myself that that's, it's not, it's the fact that she literally has a mental condition, you know, that this part of her brain isn't functioning properly. The synapses aren't working right. The, you know, the different messages may, maybe aren't getting through, like she's not able to process things regularly. So I have to really take a lot, even still all the time, take a, really force myself to take a step back and be like, okay, and really see where she's coming from and understand that that is her reality and try to work with her in that. And it takes a long time. But that's, that's how our family, I feel like we keep going, you know. It's like my brother will just call me and say, man, and he'll be so distraught. I, you know, I yelled at her again. And, um, I feel so bad and all these things. And I'll, you know, we'll encourage each other and keep going. Or my sister will say the same thing, you know, you just keep going. But it's, uh, we, it's like it's, it's, non, it's non-stop. It's, you got to keep. I feel like family, our family has been the most encouraging and that, you know, good friends, you know. Aaron, thanks for so much for, for sharing with us just what that's like. I mean, as, as I sit here and listen to that, I'm just thinking through the intensity that any relationship has just in, the, in a fallen world with sin, uh, just how difficult that can be in even the best of relationships. But then just listening to you talk really brings out for me the fact of um, the bodily component of how much that's exacerbating even those things that we struggle with normally, uh, but just taking it to this relentless scale of having to to parse that out and to have to seek to respond in love even in the midst of that. And so as I hear that, it's really helpful for me thinking of how we can come alongside and walk with those who are seeking to walk with others, just realizing how trying of a situation that must be. I'm so thankful that we were able to connect with you guys and you were able to be a part of these videos and just willing to do that. Um, I know it's a huge investment of time and then also um, you're on video and that has its own weird dynamics, right? And things like that. Although you wanted to be an actor, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you think about this project and just, just working on it and, and now seeing the resources kind of as they're done, what would you hope that these would do as people get to watch them? Like, uh, what would be a success for you in that? Uh, for me, I feel like just uh, allowing it to be okay to dialogue about it, mm-hmm. to um, talk about it. Um, I mean, it's really therapeutic in and of itself for anybody who's wrestling with this kind of stuff to just talk about it. Um, but also, the more dialogue that we can have, the more honest dialogue we can have, about the illness, about how it affects families and how families can better help those who have mental illness. Um, the more dialogue we have about it, then the more um, the more we can all work together. Um, Do you think a lot of people who are struggling with this feel very alone? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Feels very alone. Everybody I talk to. I actually, um, 
I mean, I, I just started using Instagram this year. Wow. <laughs> so Congratulations. I'm, taking, <laughs> I'm rolling with the young Welcome guys. Welcome to the world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just, it's just a place where I'm trying to put up my photos and just express myself through cinematography and stuff. But um, one of the posts that I had put up at the time was just a picture of my mom. And it took me like five seconds to write this little thing about her. But the response I got was overwhelming for me. And, and uh, so, I mean... It was the one that had the most comments on it, and people were just like, thank you so much for saying this. Um, and one girl had commented on it who actually was in my old acting class like from a couple years ago. And I didn't know this at the time, but um, her brother had just committed suicide. He was wrestling with bipolar. And uh, she had said how she felt so alone, and thank you so much for sharing this. And she shared it on her page and everything. And I went on her um, page, her Facebook page, and then I went on her, uh, her, I found her brother on there, and I went on her brother's page, and I followed his track up until his very last post. And his very last post, he had posted a picture, a meme of, uh, you know, this guy, I forget who the guy was, but the thing had some, it was a, something like, I wish people, I wish people were more like money. You could figure out who the fake ones were a lot quicker hmm. or something like that. And that was the last post that he had posted before he, um, he you know, committed suicide. But that's literally where my mom is at. Like, I'm not saying that that's where, she, you know, I mean, that's what we pray and fight for every day, but it's, they wrestle and they fight through so much on their own and it's so difficult and it takes a lot to mm -hmm. figure out what is really going on and why do you feel this way, you know? And it takes a lot of commitment from people to work really hard to understand them, you know, as people. Um, and they're wrestling through a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think to dialogue about it is very helpful and to have honest and open and caring dialogue and to understand what the situation is, that in and of itself is huge. And it gives people a place to say, I have this huge weight and maybe there's not an answer. Like maybe nobody can take this from me and maybe the Lord's just given to me this right now and we're walking through it but we need help you know and just like everybody you know whether it's cancer or something you know you just it helps to to talk about it and just having others bear that burden with you yeah, yeah. And, and not seeking to take that burden away per se yeah i mean that may not happen this side of glory yeah right but to, we have a theology that gives us categories for what's going on with sin, with our bodies, with the fall, with the curse. We have a theology that points to something glorious beyond. And then also we have the scriptures that give us the resources we need to walk through these hard things in our own lives, but then also with other people. So yeah, part of my goal with this has been that people would watch this and, and see these struggles, they'd get a, a little better grasp of how the scriptures can relate to them, and then also how the Lord can use his people to take what we know and move towards those who are struggling and walk with them in the midst of it, rather than having to either push them aside or just think it just needs to be fixed, but to see this huge place to enter in with it. And um, that's the beauty of the church when we are shouldering the load together, the Lord's glorified in amazing ways. You know? um, Ellie, any thoughts for you on, on this project and, and what would be helpful? Yeah, I, I think you said it really well that, um, that I'm hoping that this project really starts the dialogue. 
Um, I don't, I think everyone wants to be able to help people and having an answer for them is, you feel really helpful when you can provide an answer and most often those easy answers are pat answers that just might not work in all situations. And so I think that um, these videos have done a good job of confirming that it is a medical diagnosis, that it's not just something that um, is maybe a spiritual condition that just needs fixing with prayer. While we all definitely need to pray and it's all definitely, there's all spiritual issues connected with it. There's other, a lot of medical issues um, that go along with it. And I think that, um, I hope that within the church, within the church community, the idea of shying away from people with mental illness or shying away from the topic, maybe not the people themselves, but just the topic of psychology or um, mental illness. So I hope that these these videos help start that dialogue that like there is actual medical conditions. There are it's a very complicated situation on all levels for the for the individual involved as well as the people around it. And I think I'm I'm really hopeful that these videos will do something like that. Cool. Well, it's been so great to be able to be with you guys, hang out in your apartment for a little bit in the afternoon, <laughs> and uh, so thankful for your willingness to to talk about these things, to take the assignment, the job very seriously. I know um, there was a, there were a lot of conversations about what we would depict in these videos, and um, so far the feedback we have is that it's uh, been very accurate and helpful to people as they're seeing it. And um, I'm excited as people are seeing these and talking about them and just thinking how can we better think through and, and help in these situations. Uh, it's just a, a really exciting thing that we're excited to see how the Lord's going to use that. So thanks for your part in that and the sacrifices you made to do it. And then also for having us over here this afternoon. It's been great. Thanks, thanks for having thanks, us. Queen. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this edition of the Karen Discipleship Podcast. If you have not yet seen the Aaron and Ellie observation videos, they are available on our website. And also links to relevant information that we've been talking about will be available in this post as well, as well as the hundreds of other free resources that are there. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you next time. <laughs>